got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Never a dull moment. Never. Ever, 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 ever. A dull moment when you are a fan of the Sacramento Kings. Welcome in to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hootball and the Hootball Podcast Network. I am your host, Amy Barling, and I thank you as always for downloading, subscribing, and I thank you so very much for listening. The Kings go three and one on this four-game road trip. The Kings beat the Memphis Grizzlies, hand them their fifth loss in a row. The Kings now sit just two games back from the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoffs. The Kings are 25-34, and and they're still very much in the playoff conversation. Plenty to talk about here on tonight's podcast. As always, uh, we will bring you what Luke Walton has to say here uh, as the night progresses. Uh, But the Kings get the win 104-101. to Again, never a dull moment when you're a Kings fan. Uh, You feel like it should have been a whole lot easier than it turned out to be, but it ultimately doesn't matter. It's a number in the win column. For the Sacramento Kings. Appreciate you guys for uh, subscribing. For those who have rated and reviewed the show, appreciate that. Want to throw something brand new at you. Obviously, there's a game coming up on Sunday. Game after that, Sacramento Kings will be taking on the Washington Wizards. And I want you to take advantage of an opportunity to watch it with me. Literally, there's an app. The app is called Hot Mike. You might have heard, if you're a fan of all the Smoke podcast. You might have heard uh, Matt Barnes and, and Steven Jackson talking about this. Go download the app right now. It's called Hot Mic, M-I-C. It's completely free. And use the invite code Damien. That's my name, Damien725, D-A-M-I-E-N-725. And follow me, Damien Barling. It's just like any other social media you know, network type thing. Uh, hit the follow button. You'll be alerted of when I go live. And what's going to happen is... You can sit down with that app, and we can watch this game live. If you get tired of hearing about uh, when a team gets into the bonus, if you get tired of hearing a play-by-play announcer get damn near orgasmic when a team gets into the bonus, if you get tired of being constantly reminded of who gets the ball at the start of the fourth quarter, well, don't worry about that. We're just going to sit around and talk as Kings fans. Uh, There's a chat app in it. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I was so grateful for the folks over at Hot Mike for reaching out to me and allowing me to be a part of this. And I'm going to get all of the software set up for you here in the next couple of days to make sure our first broadcast goes off without a hitch. So make sure you download the app, Hot Mike, and then look for uh, Damien Barling. Uh, Use the invite code Damien725. That's my name, Damien, D-A-M-I-E-N. And use uh, 725 right after, right after that. Damien725, that's the invite code. Follow me, uh, and we'll make plans to watch the game together coming up on Tuesday when the Sacramento Kings take on the Washington Wizards. Now, that's Tuesday. Tonight, uh, second night of a back-to-back. We uh, know the heartbreak. <laughs> we know the heartbreak that the Kings uh, faced yesterday at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is a far cry from the heartbreak that the Oklahoma City Thunder suffered tonight when they lost by, I believe, it was 2 billion points to the uh, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. It might not have been exactly 2 billion. It was close to 2 billion. 
I actually think it was 47, but 47 feels like it's really, really close to 2 million. That's what happened to Oklahoma City tonight. How, that's, that's how Oklahoma City rebounded from the game against the Sacramento Kings. How did the Sacramento Kings rebound from the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, quite nicely. It was actually, it, it, the game felt like an extension of yesterday. I, I don't think the Kings played out of this world in this game. They had a terrible first quarter. They got off to a really slow start. A much better second quarter. The Kings were down uh, 30 to 21. And, and again, I know this is one of those situations. Game starts at 5 o'clock. A lot of you listening to this podcast uh, may have, uh, you may have missed it. You may have missed it at least the very start of the game. But Kings went down 30 to 21 at the end of one. They rebounded quite nicely there in the second quarter. Had a really strong second quarter where they outscored Memphis 29 to 17. They took a 50 to 47 lead into the locker room. The third quarter started, and it reminded me a lot of yesterday's third quarter. It was like one quarter, two halves. One really good half, and then one half that wasn't so good. If you just isolate the way that the Sacramento Kings played at the tail end of the third quarter, probably the last five and a half, six minutes of the third quarter. You just you just isolated that. You watched nothing else but the way the Kings played. You'd be like, "Man, this was a really rough quarter. They th- this is if they, you know, this they probably lost the game here. They probably got a little bit too beat up and they and they couldn't recoup from it." But the good news is, as bad as the and and the Kings, they weren't god awful. Like I'm I'm being a bit dramatic. They just weren't particularly good. They were really really good the first 6 minutes and not so much the next 6 minutes. But the Memphis Grizzlies are now on their fifth straight loss, and there's a reason for it. And that reason was on full display there in the second part of the third quarter where the Kings, you know, they didn't turn the ball over a lot today at all, but they were making some kind of unforced errors there in that third quarter. Shots stopped falling for them. The ball movement disappeared, and Memphis couldn't capitalize at all. Memphis looked absolutely lost at various points, and I haven't been watching the Grizzlies during this uh, five-game losing streak until tonight. Obviously, I saw the game against the Sacramento Kings uh, you know, a week ago or whatever it was, but outside of the games against the Kings, I haven't been watching the Grizzlies. And you watch this team tonight, and you go, yeah, I see it. They, they look lost. They look like the... They honestly, they look like the pressure of a team that's sitting in the eighth spot for the Western Conference Finals or for the Western Conference playoffs is finally getting to them. And and maybe maybe that's maybe that's lame. Maybe that's uh, too cliche. Maybe that's too easy. Maybe that's just a lazy thought. Uh, but the fact is, there were parts of that third quarter, particularly the second part of the third quarter, where they just couldn't do it. Their offense had no rhythm to it. It was just movement. On on some possessions, it wasn't even movement. And then it was turnovers. The only thing that was really different in terms of how this game wound up playing out is the Sacramento Kings did not take advantage of the poor play from the Memphis Grizzlies there at the end of the there at the end of the the, the third quarter. But the Kings still wound up score, outscoring them 31 to 28 in that quarter. And then, and by the way, De'Aaron Fox was brilliant. Probably should have mentioned that to start the show, uh, in in case some of you actually didn't get to see the game. De'Aaron Fox, maybe we should start the whole show over and just start with this. De'Aaron Fox returned to the lineup tonight after missing last night's game with uh, abdominal tightness. And there was a stretch there in the first half, particularly the second quarter, where it really looked like he was favoring his shoulder. 
there were some moments, uh, particularly you know, really on the defensive end, where he was trying to make plays and he was trying to be impactful, and it just looked like he was favoring his shoulder. But again, you see that uh, you know that that KT tape on there, and maybe I'm just being overly dramatic. It just it, it looked like his shoulder was bothering there, but his shoulder was bothering him in the first half. Uh, never miss, you know, didn't didn't bother didn't bother the way that he was playing because he had an absolutely outstanding third quarter. Worth pointing out again, Kent Bazemore had a great game as a Sacramento King. He played 29 minutes. He was 5 of 9 shooting. He had 13 points. He had 4 rebounds. But he had a lot of plays that aren't going to show up in that stat sheet. Again, I know it's cliche, and I know it's lazy, but man, it is freaking applicable for Kent Bazemore. Uh, He does so many things on a night-to-night basis that help the Sacramento Kings, and so does Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn has done a lot uh, since uh, he he's done. You know, I don't know what Luke Walton pulls him aside and asks him to do, but I can't imagine when Alex Lynn is out there, he's not doing exactly what Luke Walton is asking him to do. Yeah, but this team uh, once again was led by De'Aaron Fox. Uh, De'Aaron Fox remains the heart and soul of this team. Not the big night from Harrison Barnes that we had seen in recent games. However, uh, Mr. Giles, uh, that would be Harry Giles the third. He didn't have the numbers on the boards that you would like to see him have, but he was 8 of 14. He played 31 minutes tonight. He was aggressive. He had 16 points, and man, has this young man had a great road trip or what? Harry Giles, and I'm a little bit excited. I didn't expect us to be talking about meaningful Kings basketball. I didn't expect us to be talking about meaningful Kings basketball when we were at the All-Star break. Truthfully, I was just like, man, Let's continue to put out quality content. Let's continue to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Let's start trying to find some positives in what they're doing. Or, you know, let's let's pull little narratives and start talking about the future. I really didn't think we were going to be talking about a meaningful season or meaningful games left in the season. And there's a lot of them. And they're going to become even more meaningful because tomorrow night, the Memphis Grizzlies, or I, I shouldn't say tomorrow. I don't know when you're listening to this. The next time the Memphis Grizzlies play is going to be Saturday, and they're going to be taking on the Los Angeles Lakers, the best team in the Western Conference. Now, this is where things get a little murky, if you will, for the Sacramento Kings. Kings got Detroit coming up. Okay, Remember, Kings fans, don't count wins. Don't do it to yourself. I'm just going to tell you the schedule. I'm not telling you the schedule because I want you to count wins. I'm telling you the schedule because I want you to know the schedule. Okay, Detroit coming up. Everybody knows that. Detroit's on uh, Sunday. You got the Washington Wizards on Tuesday where you could join me on a hot mic. Download the hot mic app right now, MIC. And then they got the Philadelphia 76ers after that. And man, what a big game one week from tomorrow against the Portland Trailblazers is going to be. And then they got the Houston Rockets. That, or excuse me, not the Houston Rockets. They got the Toronto Raptors. It's Toronto Raptors at the Golden One Center on uh, March 8th. Those are the upcoming games. Oh, and then right after that, you talk about a. You thought tonight was a monster of a game. March eleventh, Golden One Center, the Kings and the Pelicans. Hell yeah, that game is going to have some meaning to it. That's the King schedule coming up. Think what you want to about Detroit. Think what you want to about Washington. But you start looking at the games after that with Philadelphia. You start looking at the games after that with with Portland. Uh, you look at Toronto right after that. Uh, And then you look at that monster. As of right now, it is a monster game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, we know that Memphis is playing terrible. 
We know that Memphis has got the best in the West tomorrow, or uh, Saturday, excuse me. I'm going to try to stop doing that. Uh, Against the Los Angeles Lakers. After that, you don't count wins in the NBA. You don't count losses in the NBA. But this, this is their schedule. They've got the Hawks in Atlanta. They've got the Nets in Brooklyn. They've got the Mavericks in Dallas. So they got three on the road. And then they got Atlanta again, this time at home. And then Orlando. And then they're going to take on Portland. And you talk about uh, playoff consequences. They have a stretch here in March where they've got Portland, Utah. They've got San Antonio. They've got Oklahoma City. On March 19th, they've got Milwaukee. And then you want to point to a moment where the season could very well be decided for a number of different teams. They have the New Orleans Pelicans on a Saturday, March 21st. Their next game is Tuesday, March 24th, and it is the New Orleans Pelicans again. That's where we're at with the Memphis Grizzlies, who have now lost uh, five straight games. Uh, This losing streak started with Sacramento back on February 20th. Uh, Ironically enough, it continued with the Los Angeles Lakers. Clippers, Rockets, Kings again, and they're going to take on the Lakers tomorrow night. Don't count wins. I think the Lakers, uh, I'm not going to say it. Not going to do it. Nope, because if something happens, y'all going to blame me, so I'm not going to say it. That's the Grizzly schedule. I wanted to make sure that we presented that to you. Man, again, I did not think we were going to have interesting basketball the remainder of the season. I, I should point out, and I, I, I know I mentioned Oklahoma City more just because I was mentioning what happened to them. The Pelicans won, and that is actually, that is, you know, Oklahoma City winning or losing isn't of any consequence to the Sacramento Kings and where they're at right now. But the New Orleans Pelicans, that is of consequence. And the Pelicans won a 116-104 to against the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Obviously, you want to keep an eye on what Portland is doing. You want to keep an eye on what San Antonio is doing. Neither one of those teams played tonight. Now that the games against the Memphis Grizzlies are over, the Kings, by the way, won the series. The Kings have won the season series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Just in case things come down to a tie, that is a good little nugget uh, to have in your back pocket. 29 points for Brandon Ingram tonight. Uh, Zion Williamson, 11 of 16. He had 24. Uh, Derek Favors had 15 rebounds tonight. Uh, 22 points for Drew Holiday. 12 assists for Lonzo Ball as this team continues to find its way. Uh, J.J. Redick uh, suffered a hamstring injury early in the game. Haven't really gotten an update. I've been checking Twitter over the last few minutes to try to see what we can find. Because, I I mean, that's a big loss. If J.J. Redick is out, um, and you know how sensitive hamstrings are, if J.J. J. I almost said J.J. Watt. If J.J. Redick is out for a little while, that's a big deal. That's a big deal, and that's that's problematic for... That's problematic for for the New Orleans Pelicans. So we'll hear from Luke Walton here in just a little bit. And if Sacramento Kings basketball isn't interesting enough for you here during this final month and a half of the season, uh, we can make it more interesting. You can head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality, to make your predictions some money. Uh, They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 24-7 customer service team. You can pull your bets together for bigger payouts. Uh, my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join my bookie right now, 
MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two hundred, uh, that means if you deposit two thousand dollars, they'll give you a thousand dollars in free money to play with. That means if you deposit a hundred dollars, they'll give you fifty dollars in free money to play with. The point is, use the promo code today, and MyBookie is going to give you free money to play with. And while I do very much want you to go to MyBookie.ag today, the promo code is today. So when it says, hey, do you got a promo code? You say, yes, I have a promo code. And that promo code is today. Uh, that will get you that free money to play with over on mybookie.ag. Uh, I mentioned that De'Aaron Fox was brilliant. Uh, elaborated on that a little bit. I feel like I kind of brushed over the brilliance of Kent Bazemore. And quite honestly, man, if, on a podcast, I don't know how to stamp what he has been doing so well. When you watch him play and you watch his hustle and you watch him frustrate offenses, possession after possession after possession, Kent Bazemore is so obviously the guy that Luke Walton wanted Trevor Ariza to be this offseason. Kent Bazemore is so obviously the guy that the entire Sacramento Kings front office wanted Trevor Ariza to be when they signed him this summer. Uh, he has done a fantastic job. He has uh, made the most of what little he does on the offensive end, and he's had some really good offensive moments here, but he is a guy who uh, will always... Kent Bazemore is going to be in the league for a very, very, very long time because he does things a lot of guys don't like to do. I'll, I'll, I don't need basket. You don't need to work me into the offense. I'll get a lot of my points off of frustrating their offense. I'll get a lot of my points on being a force on the defensive end. And time after time after time, in his short stint with the Sacramento Kings, he has done just that. Uh, neither team shot particularly well from three-point range. The Memphis Grizzlies uh, won the rebound battle, 52-47. Uh, we'll check in with Luke Walton, how he feels about the latest victory for his Sacramento Three and one, and, and you know, be on the road for nine days to end it on a back-to-back. Uh, you know, just again, I think it speaks to how our team is playing, how our group is starting to to, to gel together a little bit, and uh, you know, happy with the overall trip and happy with most of tonight. We got off to a slow start. Uh, we found our legs, uh, which is kind of be expected every once in a while on a long trip and a back to back. But we found our legs, and then we we played pretty solid throughout until those final two minutes, which we got to continue to work on and clean up end of games. Uh, we held off a you know a good Memphis team. Luke, what can you say about Darren's heart and resiliency to get out and give it the effort he gave you? Yeah, I love it. I love it because I saw him yesterday and he wasn't moving so good. So uh, my whole prep coming into tonight's game was that he's not playing. And he told me he wanted to play. He wanted to play. Um, and for him to come out and test it, he came over once early this morning and came over again tonight to test it uh, and to play through that in a, in a game that you know we need. It's important for us right now. They're, they're all important, but this one uh, just to kind of finish off a good road trip was uh, you know he showed a lot of leadership uh, and then went out there and played a, a very high level game too. There was a point there where you guys really dialed up the defensive intensity. What what kind of fuel prompted that? Well, there was great communication happening out there. Um, 
you know, that's what we're always preaching to our guys. It's it's not that hard to talk, but when we talk, we're a good defensive team. And we have multiple guys calling out coverages, making multiple efforts. Um, and, and, you know, the things that it takes to, to be a good defensive team. And we did it for stretches tonight, and we, when we did, we got stops. Is the, the intensity that Baysmore brings and the toughness that Alex Lynn brings kind of rubbing off on the rest of the group right now? Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it's helping us get to where we want to go. It's helping us continue to try to build our identity of the type of team um, we're going to be in the future. Uh, you know, and they're, they're a big part of that. And I think, yeah, you know, I know Corey's been here all year, but you got to throw Corey in that same group. Um, you know, as far as, you know, if there's a loose ball, he's getting on the ground for it. If there's a box out to be made, he's sacrificing his body for it. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good group that we have. Um, and, and, yeah, that's, you know, when, when we're playing that type of defense, it, it, it hopefully shows to the rest of the group. Uh, you know, one, it's fun, and two, uh, we got a much better chance of winning. Uh, Harry mixed it up. He pretty much sounds the same whether the team wins or loses. This team right now is in a great position to make the playoffs. Or, Sorry, let me rephrase that. This team now is in a great position to make a run at the playoffs. They're in a great position to make some noise when it comes to grabbing that final spot. Uh, in the Western Conference playoff picture. They've won three or four on the road here. Their stretch over the last 15 games has been pretty damn good. Uh, and he continues to talk about the things that he wants the Sacramento Kings to do better. He continues to talk about the things that he wants his team to do better. Uh, and I give him a hard time for bad press conferences. I give him a hard time for not being emotional enough or, you know, seemingly having a pulse after some of these tough losses that the Kings had earlier in the season. But you realize after what is, I mean, they've had great wins against Miami. They've had great wins against the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, they've had great wins against teams that are, are significantly better than the Memphis Grizzlies, but no game so far this year has meant more than the one that the Sacramento Kings just won. And, I don't know the last time the Kings won a game as valuable as this one this late in the season. And this is so bizarre to talk about because they're 25 and 34. You know, they're 25 and 34. They're well under the pace that they were last year in terms of the amount of games won. They're, I think I said two games under, uh, I think I said they're two games away, away from the playoff spot. It looks like they're actually three. So my bad, you know, I'm, awful at math I, I feel like maybe maybe these standings that I'm looking at didn't update properly I thought that's where they began the day I thought maybe at worst they were two and a half but clearly I can't count so there's always that I can't count so the Kings are actually three games back from the Memphis Grizzlies but point still stands they're within striking distance of the Memphis Grizzlies, and we'll see what the Portland Trailblazers are able to do. You know how I feel about them, particularly if you listen to yesterday's podcast or you listen to any of my daily podcasts, which is called The Podcast with Damian Barling, and it is available on this very same podcast platform that you're listening to this one on. Go subscribe. I think you'll enjoy it. Post every single day. Y'all need sports talk. There's certainly no local sports talk here in the middle of the day in, in Sacramento, in the Sacramento region, so check me out. Got it right there for you. Uh, the podcast with Damian Barling. Go subscribe to that. But I feel like this boils down to the Pelicans and 
the Kings. Oh, and, and, and the Grizzlies. Like, the, the, let's be fair to the Grizzlies. This is the Grizzlies' playoff position to lose. And, technically, they haven't lost it yet. <laughs> so, you know, they have as good a shot as any. I don't believe in Portland just because I haven't seen it at all this year. Uh, I don't believe in San Antonio, which is a terrible thing that can come back and bite me in the butt. It's just haven't seen it this year. Uh, the Kings are playing well. Memphis, I think, is playing really well overall. Uh, and we've got another meaningful game. Believe it or not, we got another meaningful game, and every game is going to have new meaning now for the Sacramento Kings. They're going to take on the Detroit Pistons on Sunday afternoon, and we will cover that game for you here on the Sacramento Kings podcast. Again, appreciate you subscribing. So we've got the Pistons on Sunday, and remember, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this moving forward because I'm going to try to do this for every Kings game, beginning with the game against the Memphis, uh, or beginning with the game against the Washington Wizards on Tuesday. Uh, that's on Hot Mike. Make sure you download the app, Hot Mike. Use the invite code Damien, D A M I E N, Damien725, and we will watch the game together. Make sure you follow me just like you would on Twitter or Instagram or whatever other social media platform, and we'll watch the game together. We'll chat. Uh, it's it, it's got its own little chat room there. It's just like having a you know a, a Twitter with nothing but your Kings fans there right in front of you. Uh, we're gonna have some fun, and that's coming up on Tuesday. But we're back first uh, with post game following the Kings and the Pistons. Uh, have a great Friday. Have a great Saturday, and we will see you back here following the Kings and the Pistons on Sunday afternoon. Thank you for listening. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.